When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, y'all, and welcome to Jackalope Tales, Urban Legends and Music, where we uncover, is it real or is it a jackalope tale? I'm your host, Charles Mooney. And I'm Lisa Umbarger. And also with us today are our production crew, Jenny. Hello. Jeannie. Hit me. And a big fan of the <laughs> hot mic, Natalie. Hello. Natalie. She's on the board today. Get, boy, boy, boy. get crazy. I know. It's deadly. <laughs> <laughs> So it's easy to fall in and out of love with DJs. Today we're going to discuss some of that. Yeah. Um, but it, we're going to focus on the latter. Yes. So the out of love with DJs. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, hard to find DJs. That we love? That we love. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to approach it from two different directions. Radio DJs and their shock jock pranks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your EDM DJ, specifically Dead Mouse. Yes. Who is just dead to me. Yep. We're calling him Dick Mouse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up with falling in love with DJs. I never knew what they looked like, but mm-hmm. VJs, that was oh. where it was at when I was a kid. Oh, I mean, when they rolled out MTV, oh, it was just man. like the whole world opened up to right. a whole new experience. And then you realize that DJs really are just giant geeks. <laughs> they hide behind their professional voice. Right. That's why we <laughs> suck with our voices. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember they were like put on a pedestal, making guest appearances and stuff. Yeah, they were rock stars. It really is crazy how they escalated to that level. Yeah, do you remember uh, J.J. Jackson had trouble saying that on MTV? He would wear that too small Michael Jackson leather jacket all the time. (laughs) I do. I remember him and, oh, God, you always felt like he was like the principal of the school trying to fit in with the high schoolers. I felt like the only VJ on MTV that had any kind of cred was Nina Blackwood. Oh, and why her? She looked like a rock star. She did. She had that permy blonde hair. She had hair. that bleach blonde hair yeah. and had that really good sultry radio voice. Yeah. She smoked too many cigarettes. I don't even know if she did, but I could see her like in between takes. She's watching a Duran Duran video, like smoking an unfiltered <laughs> cigarette and got two... dragging on those Marlboro <laughs> Reds. Right. Yeah. She's got two fingers of whiskey just like slurping it up. And it's like Martha Quinn was kind of like the Marianne. From Gilligan's Island for MTV, the wholesome, sweet right. kid. And then, oh God, but then some of those guys, what was it, Mark Goodman and Alan, Alan Hunter. Hunter? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I guess he was never a VJ. But when y'all started talking about this, Kurt Loder popped into my brain. Yeah, he did the news, yeah, right? Yeah, he did MTV yeah. news. He, did, he wasn't really a VJ, but he's 78, y'all. What? What? Yeah, I saw this meme going around about, like, you're so old because Kurt Loder is 78 years old. Oh, my God. And he was a writer for Rolling Stone, wasn't he? Uh, Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So he uh, had cred. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the one I believed in the most. Yeah, me too. There was a time where MTV asked Todd and myself to VJ. Oh, you know you made it when you're getting asked to VJ. Yep. So when Kennedy, do you remember that VJ Kennedy? Oh, I remember. Yeah, she, she had, had red glasses yeah. and always wore like hats and stuff, kind of yeah. looking like a Cindy Lauper. She had the reject. black Ray-Bans yep. glasses. So we, on a weekend, were guest VJs. What? We thought it would be fun. And uh, I think I mostly thought it would be fun. I don't think Todd thought it would be fun. Really? Because he never really was an MTV kind of guy. No. But I, mean, I was like so excited. Now that s- you say that, yeah. Yeah. So they sent a car for us and picked us up at the hotel room, put us up in a swanky hotel. Ooh. And uh, we showed up around 11. And it was just you and Todd doing it. Yeah. I don't okay. know why they picked us. The faces of the band. I mean, you know, Mark was always the pretty one. Mark would have just sat there and never said anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the first video that they wanted us to introduce, and they had a teleprompter, was uh, Bush. No. And I can't remember which song is probably whatever stupid song they had. And this is when y'all were already like, what a bunch of dickheads. We were on tour with them at the time. Oh, God. And we hated them. And it was quite well known. And so they were like, just read the teleprompter. And we kept not reading the teleprompter and ad-libbing about what dicks they were. Oh, because the message on the teleprompter was something very sweet or exciting about, and here's the latest from Bush. Right, and we're supposed to talk about we're on tour with them. Oh, God. And so we're like, fuck these guys, we're not on tour with them. (laughs) And so they wanted us to read their little happy MTV message, and we wouldn't. So after about the 50th try, they were like, let's take a break. So we went to catering. And they had drinks and little foods yeah. and whatnot. They had tea bags. So Todd <laughs> and I came up with a compromise uh-huh. that we would read their stupid little teleprompter, but we could throw tea bags at the camera <laughs> while we talked about Bush. Because Bush is British. Oh, yeah. I see the, uh, the symbolism of right. that. I love that. And we were being egged on by the cameraman who was on our side. Oh, The producer was not. So the cameraman, he waved a tea bag in front of the camera (laughs) when we talked (laughs) and threw tea bags at the camera when we introduced the Bush. Oh, God, um, you don't have a video of this, do you? I don't have one, but I know it's probably out there somewhere. I need to find it. Yeah. I remember that in between when we were being interviewed, we and I know this one is out on YouTube because I saw it. Yeah. Todd and I were talking about... It very uncomfortable. We looked horrible on camera. We were talking about who would win in a fight between a monkey and a chicken. Because <laughs> they were told us, hey, talk about music a little bit. And then we talked about who would win in a fight between a monkey and a chicken. <laughs> and, <laughs> and see, I mean, with MTV, you've made it big when you're guest VJing. Yeah. But I remember, too, Beavis and Butthead, when they were on MTV, I was at home and y'all were on tour and I saw them review... Possum Kingdom Yep, on Beavis and Butthead. And I was like, oh, shit. Yep. Shit's real. I didn't even know that was going to happen. And I think my dad called me and told me. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to uh, find out. Yep. So we were fired from MTV (laughs) uh, and never asked to come back. One and done. And yep, that was it. Sent home and. You went out with a bang. We did. But I felt like we uh, stayed true to ourselves because I still will debate who would win between a monkey and a chicken. (laughs) I mean, that's some good talk. Which side were you on? 
Um, the chicken. <laughs> I was just in here going, no, absolutely the monkey. monkey. No, team the ch- monkey. Uh, the chicken. Have you ever been Definitely. chased by a rooster? <laughs> Holy moly, man. They're sneaky and they will sneak up on you and kill you. Oh, man. They have. So chickens have beaks and claws. You just have to teach the monkey. And they monkey can kind how, of fly. Yeah. Just got to teach the monkey how to snap the chicken neck. I, that's what I think. I, mean, I think <laughs> as soon as the monkey catches the chicken, it's over. Maybe the fight will last longer because the chicken can run pretty quickly, but I think monkeys can run pretty fast. The chicken has the element of surprise. (laughs) If the chicken has spurs on its feet. Right? (laughs) They don't have monkey fights, they have cock fights. (laughs) That's, I bet you somebody has monkey fights. Uh, I think it's called... I think it's called UFC, which I love, by the way. Ah, uh, yeah, freaking you're not slamming love. that. No, I'm freaking. I'm a kickboxer. I love martial arts. Uh, but the chicken would win because the chicken has the element of surprise, can fly low, jump on the monkey's head, <laughs> peck out its eyes so it's blinded, and then terrorize yeah. its face. Uh, Done. Monkey but, out. But what if the monkey were armed with cherry tomatoes? The chicken might have confit. <laughs> I just looked it up, and there are many monkey fights? monkey boxing, <gasps> monkey boxing YouTube videos oh my that appear to originate out of Thailand. Muay Thai boxing. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but yeah, they appear to originate out of East Asia area. The uh, boxing monkeys. If yeah. you've ever seen oh me box, God. it probably could be chimpy. <laughs> Very chimpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay i got some videos i need to watch we need to move on before Peta gets a hold of this episode <laughs> right come on <laughs> speaking of pita a, a chicken and a nice pita speaking of pita bread, bread. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh let's so, get into dj let's do this <laughs> okay so it's a well-known known fact that americans love pranks and yeah. we also love our shock jocks oh yes i think america invented shock jocks Oh, God, yeah. Uh, At least we've paved the way. I mean, we should be so proud. I mean, was the first official shock jock Howard Stern? I'm going to back it up for you guys. Yeah. We have a a Gen Z person in the control room. Yeah. And they don't know what a shock jock is. What? Yeah. like It's like when you, the first time I got shocked when somebody didn't know what a boom box was. It wasn't Natalie, to be clear. Um, But yeah, there's a generation gap there. So you might have to explain shock jock to the people. Interesting. Basically... There was a time in radio where everything was being tested and boundaries were being pushed. And DJs were trying to see who could create the most shocking content. It was all about ratings. Yeah, and it was about being crazy and doing stuff that was embarrassing or that people were... This shock jock comes from, they say something that is completely freaking shocking. And then one does something and then another one has to... Up the ante. It's the domino effect of mm-hmm. being crazy. Oh, yeah. And they had a really good knack for pulling the public into the pranks. Oh, yeah. Because they had to be a part of it. And um, we're going to talk about one of those that kind of went sideways. <laughs> oh. I, I never did really like shock jocks. It just wasn't my deal. I wanted to hear music, and I felt, I felt like they were hacks. Yeah. And I was like, just play music. I don't care. I'll get my funny content from something else, not yeah. you, because... It just made me feel uncomfortable a lot of times. I know. That's what those videos do to me, like the whole prankster things. I yeah. Just, I can't really yeah. get into them. And I felt like the early years of Howard Stern, it was very 
anti-female. Oh, God. It was yes. very misogynistic mm-hmm. and it didn't go over well no. with me. Push back on that and go, was misogynistic? He's eased up on it. I don't know. I haven't listened to him. I forever. did. I listened to him not too long ago and he kind of has backed off on it. Do you guys remember a special he did for Christmas or New Year's Eve that had um, Sherman Helmsley from the Jeffersons? No. No. Yeah, Google it. It's pretty trippy. This was back in his early shock, jock, icky days. But he's definitely turned a new leaf. Yeah, I feel like he's the kinder, gentler. Mm, He can be kinder and gentler, but he doesn't get full credit from me because there's definitely still stuff laced with misogyny. Definitely. But I'm going to give people credit for trying to Cleaning up a little bit. (laughs) I don't care. I don't really want him to clean it up. He's just a kinder, gentler person now, it seems like. More compassionate, a little bit yeah. more compassionate. Yeah. Right, he's trying to go to heaven. So I love pranks, and I will always argue for a good prank, except when it backfires and it gets a little deadly. Oh, God. And this is what happened for Australian DJs Mel Gregg and Michael Christian in 2012. Australian. They're Australians. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they were walking in the footsteps of all the American shock jocks and doing their best to try and be more shocking. Mm -hmm. And outside of the United States, they had a little bit different rules for radio. America has rules where if you call somebody, you have to get permission for them to be on the radio. More restrictive. Very. Yeah. About whose voice you can use on the radio and how you can use it. And you have to tell them, hey, you're being you're on the radio. Oh, yeah. And Australia did not have these rules. And neither did the UK. That Let me just set that up. The DJ's prank called the hospital where the Duchess of Cambridge had been admitted for acute morning sickness during her pregnancy with Prince George. Yeah. And I think this is a brilliant idea. I love this idea. Yeah. The DJs impersonated the Queen and Prince Charles during the call. <laughs> Oh my and it was God. being broadcast live. No. Yeah. Oh, God. And I just, I can imagine. It's like, hello, I'd love to speak to my dog. I, I mean, that's more Cockney, so it's not, I can't even do, I can't even do the queen. Hello. <laughs> more, hello. Yeah, there you go. Right. So a nurse, her name is Jacynthia Saldana, answered the call. And she was tricked into transferring the call to another nurse who was actually caring for the mm-hmm. princess or the duchess. I guess she was the duchess of Cambridge. This is Kate, by the way. Oh, okay. So the Dutch, anyone who doesn't know royals, duchess of Cambridge is Kate. So anyway, she transferred her to another nurse who was taking care of Kate and said, oh, hey, the Queen and Charles are on the phone. Could you please update them? They want to know if they need an update on her condition. Yeah. Which is, I don't think people should give that information over the phone Over the phone, over the anyway. phone especially. Yeah. But she was so fooled, she thought that this was actually the Queen and Prince Charles that... She transferred the call, and the person on the other line was also, when she transferred it, was also convinced, and they divulged a bunch of personal information about Kate's condition. And they were doing this live? Live on the the freaking radio. Oh, my God. So after the DJs did this little bit, Mm -hmm. it became a huge international sensation. Right. And it was picked up by American TV, Good Morning America, everybody. And it was huge. It had a lot of traction. Worldwide. Worldwide. And everyone was making fun of this nurse. And congratulations. Congratulating the DJs, going, oh, my God, genius. It created other people wanting to recreate the bit. They're like, oh, "Oh my God, this is good. I got to do something else. Up the ante. Yeah, up the ante. Shock jock. Except three days later, the nurse was found dead by hanging. Oh, no. Um, 
she sent neem, uh, she sent emails to her coworkers and senior managers apologizing and blaming herself for the hoax. Oh, she crap. was just feeling really guilty about she yeah. started this whole thing and it was all her fault. Mm-hmm. She's not the one who gave out the information, by the way. She's just the one who transferred the call. Oh, God. But she was just racked with guilt and couldn't handle it. And she left a note for her family that blamed the DJs yeah. and actually said, yeah. these DJs killed me. What? Yeah. Oh, God. And so the DJs were taken off the air immediately and a huge backlash. So they went from being the heroes to goodbye. Oh, how two-faced. To <clears throat> everyone's going, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, no, no. They were taken off the air. They were put on trial. They were acquitted. And the court said that it was a harmless prank. Wow. Which I think is weird verbiage because I felt like there was harm. It was yeah. a, it was a prank. It might not have been intentional, but they were cleared of manslaughter. That's what they were charged with, and and they were acquitted. And the court ruled that it was quote unquote harmless prank. Wow. But it still did not change their career paths. They were out of work for a while. They emotionally were riddled with guilt as well. Yeah. So they, they had to deal with it, mm-hmm. go to therapy, and it's something that's going to follow them for a long time. Yeah. It was, definitely was not their intention. And who, who would have thought that calling and pretending to be the queen and putting on a funny voice yeah. would result in... They were the catalyst for someone to kill themselves. Right. So, God. Uh, yeah, they were, especially Mel Gregg, the female, I don't think she ever got back into radio. She was very challenged with the outcome of what happened with their prank. And it weighed heavily on her. But, you know, you think about the other weird pranks like WKRP in Cincinnati, <laughs> the infamous turkey drop, <laughs> which if you don't know who shock drops, uh, shock jocks are, you won't know the turkey drop either. <laughs> oh, that episode, classic for Thanksgiving. So WKRP in oh. Cincinnati. It was a TV show. About a radio station. Yeah. And uh, I think the head of the radio station, gosh, I can't remember his character name, but he wasn't the smartest guy. He no. just was there to oversee. He and the newsman decided that they would do a turkey giveaway by having a helicopter above some shopping mall and start throwing live Live turkeys turkeys. out of the helicopter as a kind of like a happy Thanksgiving, here's turkeys for you. (laughs) And if I remember right, they were doing a live spot there where um, the newscaster was reporting it as he saw it and that he saw the helicopter approach and then sees something come out of the helicopter And the whole thing was they didn't realize turkeys cannot fly. I remember the newscaster saying, oh, my God, they're hitting the ground like bags of wet cement. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. So, I mean, so WKRP in Cincinnati was in the 80s. It was. The early, early 80s. Yeah. Let me look it up for you, but it's definitely 70s, I think. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that far back. Is it 70s? I'm trying to think of the clothes they wore. So it could be late 70s. I think that shock jocks probably happened before Howard Stern because that was late 70s, early 80s. And they were doing all these crazy bits. Yeah. And I think they're they're making fun of them in a sitcom on TV. So probably there were some other yahoos out there doing stuff. Makes sense. Yeah. Because it's like I said, it was all about the ratings. And they were doing something more insane than 
yeah. calling people up with dodgy British accents. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think these DJs were malicious in any way, although there have been some crazy pranks that I feel like were by DJs. Oh, some other ones. Yeah, so Opie and Anthony, they were on a Boston radio station. They were really popular, trying to emulate Howard Stern. And they had this promotion called Sex for Sam. It was a little stunt that they did where they tried to get listeners to have sex with this guy named Sam. And two of the listeners were arrested in um, St. Patrick's Cathedral. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because they were on air recording everything. Holy crap. No. And that's not even the worst thing Opie and Anthony did. They were just not good folks. Oh, Um, God. You know, they were one of those uh, shock jocks seemed to get fired and hired a lot. Oh, yeah. Travel from station to station. That's open. It's like being an outlaw. You're wanted in one town, so you go to another. Right. Uh, So that's kind of their career. Yeah. But there was a Florida station in the 80s who had a baby giveaway. (laughs) Or they were giving away a baby that was left in one of those. They just were starting the drop boxes at the fire stations. And they were going to give away this orphan. No. Which is ridiculous. Oh my. I don't know what the outcome was that, but a baby giveaway? Come on, people. Oh, God. And then there's a Houston radio station that would call your spouse and ask for a divorce on the air. Oh, damn. So if you call in, you had this really great story, and you would give them your spouse's number at work oh or whatever, God. and they would call and go, yeah, Cynthia wants a divorce. Oh, no. And like, listen to you cry. So they have all these people who are at work or wherever they are crying. See, really fucking with people. Yes. Oh, God. And I don't know how that didn't end in some kind of yeah. you know, horrible tragedy. Because oh. can you imagine, like all your friends calling him and say, I just heard you on the radio. Jim called you. Adios. God. Yeah, no kidding. That's so an ID channel episode after the husband gets back with the wife right. after that prank. Oh, my God. <laughs> so anyway, that's just... Uh, the top tier of, of radio. Man. But hopefully there's no more pranks that end in tragedy. No kidding. I, I mean, want the good hearty pranks that... You want like the car keys in the ice. Right. <laughs> in the freezer. In yeah, exactly. Ice block. Okay, something that doesn't make someone want to kill themselves. Or you put Visine in their drink and they have explosive diarrhea. That's hilarious. <laughs> what? Visine? But I think you can be arrested for that now. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. (laughs) Don't you dare. Don't do it. No. (laughs) What do you have? I am going to be talking about, I've called it DJ Dick Mouse. (laughs) And the whole thing is about the artist Dick Mouse. I'm Dick Mouse. (laughs) 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 No, Dead Mouse is his performing name. And he, of course, does it in some cool way because it's dead and then M-A-U-5 Oh, is the way that he spells his name. I think it's there it's was the some German spelling. Yeah, of the mouse. German thing. You got it. When we were talking about doing an episode about DJs and I was trying to find some to talk about, I saw a comment where all you got to do is Google dead mouse is a dick. And so, well, hell, I'll give it a try. So Googled that and tons of stuff came up about this dick. Wow. And he is like you were talking about. You had the DJs that are in the studio doing music. This one is EDM. Electronic dance music is what they're talking about. But really just stands on a stage with all this equipment 
And then he wears this big old mouse head. Yep. And actually, he's been sued by Disney because it looks just like Mickey Mouse. With X's for eyes. Yes. You know who I'm talking about. I do. Joel Zimmerman is his name mm-hmm. from Canada. Is he the guy that owns uh, Men's Warehouse, the soup guy? <laughs> Isn't that him? No, no, I don't think that's him. Maybe he's the son of... (laughs) He never wears suits, though. He doesn't take advantage of the relationship. But he was born in 1981, younger kid, Mm -hmm. mainly produces and performs progressive house and electro house. And he He plays laptops. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Pushes a bunch of buttons, he says. Mm -hmm. But EDM... Yep, is used to describe the genre of the music. And Dead Mouse has been known for some very major rants on Twitter and often YouTube, attacking other DJs, old friends, people he's just pissed at. For example, one person who's a DJ, Skrillex. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he was actually supported by Joel Detmouse early in Skrillex's career. Mm-hmm. And then Joel suddenly started criticizing Skrillex's music after he had been around for a little bit. There was a single that Skrillex made with Justin Bieber on the song. It was called I Need You. And uh, Joel said he quote, made the mistake of listening to this Jack U shit with Bieber, assuming they at least did something cool. Nope. What the fuck is this shit? So he starts off by just even saying that. Man. And then in an expletive-filled tirade on YouTube, Joel Zimmerman slams Bieber as a meat puppet who relies on other people to create his tracks, revealing that his issue with Skrillex is that he props up Bieber. Uh, He explained, I can accept that Bieber's album is probably good. I have no qualms with that. I know decent production when I hear it. What I'm mad about is that none of it is this little fucking dickhead's music. It's not your fucking album. It's fucking Skrillex's album. It's fucking God knows whose album. It's not that I hate Skrillex and I hate the shit he does. I hate that he allowed himself to be a goddamn tool for someone else. Well, <laughs> Dead Mouse does not make his own music. So that's what these DJs don't produce their own music. They don't. don't it's so hypocritical. There was even something I read where he's like, they just go up there and set up and play. But he's different because he pushes more buttons. And And he has that light up freaking head. Yes, exactly. Now, Skrillex responded by saying, I'll always have love for Joel because he put me on at an early time, but he's an asshole. Everyone knows that and he knows that he is an asshole. But other examples of this guy with anger issues, he was angry at Madonna for an appearance at the Ultra Music Festival where uh, she had asked the audience How many people in this crowd have seen Molly, which is a coded reference to ecstasy? Yeah. Well, he responded on Twitter saying, you want to be hip and cool and funky, Grandma? Fine. It's not my place to say you're irrelevant. If you're going to come into my world, at least do it with a little more dignity. I understand she has millions more fans and is way more successful than I'll ever be. But it's like talking about slavery at a fucking blues concert. 
it's not appropriate. <laughs> I don't get it. It's so strange how he just has to go on this full on attack. He kind of has a superiority complex. It's like me and Henry Rollins. Yeah. I'm the dead mouse to Henry Rollins. <laughs> you're not that violent. Yeah, you're violent. I kind of am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I totally have this whole thing about respect the artists who came before you as well, which I don't like the Beatles, which I'm talking about all the time. <laughs> but I'm not going to kick them in the crotch either because I realize the relevance. Madonna, very relevant. His music probably wouldn't exist the way it does without her. There was even a point where he made some homophobic and transphobic attacks. And that is what got him in trouble. And I was wondering whether I should read these on the podcast. These are quotes. So I really felt for everyone listening, because it's one thing to say, yeah, he said some mean things. But the seriousness of this, because this is something that we just do not support at all. We don't condone this kind of behavior, this attitude. And it's why he's taken some shots for it. Uh, Rightly so. Oh, yeah. Just to have... This kind of attitude is fucking sick. We do not support this stance that no. Dead Mouse takes. No, not at all. He was playing a video game called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds on Twitch, and he started to slam someone who he thought was playing unfairly mm-hmm. because he was being sniped at and as his character, so I guess he was getting shot. And he described the person as a quote-unquote, fucking cock-sucking stream sniper fag. Do you find it odd that Dead Mouse is playing video games with kids, probably, and everyone knows it's Dead Mouse, so he's not going under some kind of... This is him because his tweet name was Goat Lord at Dead Mouse. But <laughs> <laughs> this one was another one where uh, someone made the comment, I bet your neck be sweaty as fuck, huh? Because of the mouse head he wears during yep. live shows. Yeah. And then he responded with, not really, there's a fan in it. Let's be completely honest here. There are far worse fates. And if I'm a betting man, I'll bet you suck a guy off for 40 grand. Zero fucking questions asked. So don't talk to me about mouse heads. The guy coming to the person's defense was like, hey, maybe don't say homophobic shit like you said. And then he responds with, fine, how many biological women have you sucked off? There, I fixed it. And then the guy comes back, how does that make your tweet any better? And then Dead Mouse said at the end, it just illustrates the obvious fucking point here. Women don't possess penises. You'll find out when you're older. And that, of course, got him banned on Twitter. He was banned from the game site he was playing on. Ever since all this, I don't know how serious to take it. After all these rants and all this attitude, he comes out with an apology. Oh. Way later. He says in his apology... It's been a very difficult period, and I sincerely apologize for my comments, which were completely offensive and I take full responsibility for. And he goes on to say that he's going to seek help and he's going to get off of all the social media. Has he? Yeah, he's been kicked off of so many. I was looking at some of the DJs when I was uh, researching DJs, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of, I couldn't find very many 
DJs that are electronic dance music DJs that don't have some kind of legal stuff going on. Oh, God. There are a lot. Skrelix doesn't that I could find, but yeah. there were a lot of other ones that are really famous DJs that have all sorts of horrible stuff that's attached to their names. Good God. Most of it is, and I didn't do a story on it because it was depressing. I talked to you about it, but it's like you can't throw a rock without hitting a DJ with some kind of sexual allegation against God. them. In, what um, is it about the genre? Or is it just something that occurs all through music, but electronic dance music they is just cleaning them. it up or something? I don't know. And I will tell you that my first impression of Dead Mouse came during the Grammys where they would put bands together from different genres and have them perform a song. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. doing that for a while to uh-huh. try and trick up the Grammys. Yeah. Dead Mouse played with Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. Oh, And it was really freaking cool. It actually put him on the radar for me, and I liked his stuff that he was doing. Yeah. And then I found out bad stuff about him later. Maybe the fame got to him. I don't know. I don't want to give him any exit ramps that are unwarranted. To me, it's like it's one of those people where they would go into McDonald's and be pissed because the McRib has been... Stop for the year. (laughs) This is anger that goes to a whole level of mentally off yeah he seems a little volatile i mean my god just let life be nice yes so oh but they that's can't. a good quote can we make a shirt let life be nice yeah i like it okay i'll work on it like <laughs> jackalope tails let life be nice <laughs> i'll remember that one uh, with my picture on the back <laughs> <laughs> a little word. Yeah, word. definitely. So what's uh, also what's up with DJs with the funny head stuff? I guess they're like the new Kiss. So Dead Mouse has the big mouse head. Marshmallow, I like his thing. He's got the. It looks like a marshmallow top. <laughs> really? Have you seen that? Like the Stay Puff Marshmallow right. guy? Because I like uh. TikTok and I watch the TikToks where people dig through the dumpsters. Oh, yeah. And one guy, I was like, this is such a great find. He found the marshmallow DJ costumes with the head thing that lights up. Oh, my God. I was like, what a great score. Does this all originate from the residents? I I went back to Kiss. I was like, you know, you're disguising your... Oh, but the residents, actually, that's pretty cool. The eyeballs. I know. Just the wearing the eyeballs. Is Daft Punk considered... Uh, because um, they wear, they used to wear the helmets. Yeah, they would wear them. God, everyone is into wearing things on their heads. I feel like Daft Punk actually makes music because they've used other artists. Yeah. And so, so is Marshmallow. Skrelix worked with, what was that band? M83? It's got some Denton people. Oh, very cool. So. All right. Well, oh, cool. Look, we're testing our memories. I know. <laughs> I'm exhausted. favorite part of the show uh one star time this is the lone star salute folks yeah you know the drill <laughs> we read one yeah star we don't change reviews. a thing here we don't yeah we we stick with what works read the one star reviews of things yep Pe- like oh gosh I Music? think Dead Mouse gave that one-star review to Madonna. Yeah, oh, God. This is g- where Madonna asked for Molly. Oh, he gave tons of one-stars <laughs> or one or tons of one-flip-offs. But, <laughs> yeah, we've got to review some of the one-stars. So what do you have? I have a today? review of a radio show in Sacramento. Oh. And this is off of Reddit. And the radio show is the BS Radio Show 98.5. 
And this Reddit person is Trifle7027. Shout out, Trifle. So here's Trifle's review. It sucks. Put actual music on. The last thing I want to hear first thing in the morning is a bunch of fools yammering away. Since I'm headed to a place, quote unquote, work, where I already have to do that. I freaking love that. <laughs> I love this review. Yeah. So he's like... <laughs> Going to work, Words dude. of wisdom, I know, right? Quit talking. I already have to go listen to those people at work. Shut it. <laughs> Put Van Halen on. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more annoying than a radio station that doesn't play music. Short but sweet, and I love it. Yeah, that was good. Trifle got right to the point. Yeah, he really did. He was in the pocket. But what you got? I've got one for good old Dead Mouse. This person in his review said, I felt the need to review this only because I saw this dude live. Dead Mouse talks like he's just the king of everything with EDM. I suppose a hit of acid might have made this sort of event interesting. Mm -hmm. Having lived in a somewhat non-tripping state for some years, all I can say is, this is one dude doing the same crap DJs have been doing for a long time. Techno, rave, noise. If you lack an ear for music and like to trip on whatever kids are tripping on, have at it. Well, see, here's how I consider Dead Mouse. Yeah. He's basically a wedding DJ. Oh. Where's a hat? So if anyone a, wants to hear some funny things, go read reviews for wedding DJs, oh, like local wedding DJs. They're funny. Oh, my God. Why haven't we read any of those ones? Oh, we will. Having it, when you're having a happy ending, you want a sweet spot. <laughs> Leave that in. Yes. <laughs> we are playing that tune that lets us know it's the happy ending. It is the happy ending. Uh, I am happy. It's a sweet spot of the show. Yeah. Oh, I know. It hits just right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to recap. Yeah. We're going to cover what we talked about. We're going to talk about, is it a jackalope tail or is it for real? We're going to wrap this up with a little bow for you guys in case you didn't follow along closely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little name tag and all that stuff. Little bow. Yep. So I had the Dirty Deeds Down Under. Yeah. The Australian, Australian DJs. Australian DJs. And that is for real, man. They went to court and okay. real people were involved and real families and it was a tragedy. Now the hype in Florida about the baby, I could not find which radio station it was. It was just mentioned in an article. Maybe it was just something they said to try and boost their listeners. Yeah, to get people to go, ah, oh, they're trying to give away a baby. But it is Florida, so anything can happen. <laughs> or if it's Florida, they probably gave away an old person that retired. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or an alligator dressed up like a baby. <laughs> Gator baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, and sadly, mine is true, too, about Dead Mouse. He is a ranting... Crazy wiener. dick. Can we say yeah. wiener? We can clean it up and say wiener. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sadly, he is a individual who has anger issues and just hatred. I hope he fixes himself because I don't even want to hear his name again or be around him with that kind of attitude. All right. Fuck that guy. I mean, with that kind of attitude. And so yeah. I'm going to throw out the clean version and the dirty version. He is a wiener dick. Okay. and uh, But what is your tagline that you were going to... Oh, God. I'm going to have to go back and kind? listen to this podcast. What is it? Do you guys remember what it is, what, what our t-shirt is for the be kind thing? Something nice. Be nice. Let's be it nice. Is, let's be nice. 
Let's just be nice. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't you're like not, it anymore. No, nah, you're not being nice. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know. I like let's be nice, period. Yeah. Fuck that, period. Yeah. Or just All right. fuck that. Let's, let's be, be nice. nice. Yes. So it's got to have fucking it somewhere. Yeah, there you yeah. go. That's All perfect. Right. With All my right. picture on the back. Right. <laughs> it's got to have your face. Yeah. <laughs> like holding it as a thought bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And please follow the links on our show notes to find us on the socials. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And join us next time as we question... Is it real or is it a jackalope tail? Is it? Ooh, fucking be nice. Yeah, fuck it, be nice. <laughs>